Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth off. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Chris. With me, as always, is Dr. Star- Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Just had a nap. Well, you know, yeah, my brain's still readjusting, but, you know. Like, That's okay. We got some good questions to stimulate your brain. I think so. That's, you know, that, that will always help. Um, but, yeah. With this is uh, the Daily Advice podcast, and occasionally we also talk about weather too, because that's also a thing too. We gotta talk about the weather. How's the yep. weather in Florida? Good. And we actually did this ahead of time without recording. Yeah, we talked about weather. So yeah, the weather. It seems like it's getting maybe a hair cooler. So we're probably getting into what our version of fall, which means it's like five degrees cooler than usual. Yeah. But it's how a- about you? It's starting to get a little cooler, yeah. It's around like sixty-nine degrees Fahrenheit right now. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, so it's not too hot, not too cold. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty perfect. Um, It was really hot there, especially like during the midst of summer. And I don't mind summer, but certainly it gets really hot sometimes, and you just think like, I can't even bear this. Like this is just, um, this is just terrible. But. And we're starting to kind of get into like the uh, fall weather. I saw on Twitter today because it is September first. I guess we should mention. Uh, I saw on Twitter a bunch of people were already saying it's Halloween because some people in the horror community treat it like once it's September first, that's it. We're 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 in fall. Oh. We're, we're in Halloween mode. So I was like, oh, I was okay. like okay, I can get behind this. So and plus, it gives people something to look forward to. Yeah, well, it's interesting because, like, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about you know, like, when it comes time for like 
Christmas. Some people will start like decorating for Christmas in like November, right? Why well, yeah, well, as soon as like the Halloween stuff goes, the Christmas stuff comes in the stores. Yeah, so it's like, why not do the same thing with Halloween? You know, you want to start celebrating Halloween a little earlier? By all means, go ahead. So, hey, whatever gives people something to look forward to right now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. So. I thought it was pretty interesting, you know, and of course, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty funny because people were like, it's, it's Halloween. I'm like, I think technically Halloween's still like, <laughs> like almost two months away, but you know right. what? No, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you no. Right. Um, so what, how are they doing trick or treating where do you live this year? I don't know. I think, uh, probably what they're going to do is probably just not do it. Because, I mean, I can't oh, imagine okay. anyone's going to be doing trick-or-treating this year. It's... Yeah, I think what they're doing in our town is they're, um, you drive by the kids, and the kids will, like, have their buckets out, like, you know, like, like basket yeah. catchers. Kind of, and you throw the candy at them as you drive by. Well, I've, That's the thing they're doing. Here. I saw online some people were su- suggesting that, like, you know, you sort of, like, parents could, like, go and, like, buy a bag of kit or bag buy a bag of candy, and then, like you know, give it to the kids and sort of be like, here you go, you know. Hide it around the house, and then you find it, like, a, like five years from now. Yeah, or even just, like, you know, fill the bag up with the random candy and be like, oh, wow, look, here you go, I got candy. Right? Look, the candy fairy came. You know, yeah. yeah, obviously they kind of lose out on a little bit of the fun, but at least you can sort of right. simulate it somewhat, so. Right. I, I'm sure it'll, there's a lot of adjustments that are going to have to be made. Uh, yeah. this year for Halloween. I know for me, like, you know, usually I go out to parties and I usually go out and do other things, mm-hmm. but you can't really do that this year. So I'm going to have to right. find new ways to celebrate. Um, right. although I will definitely, every year I make this drink and, uh, the drink looks like it's the color of blood. It's really like a dark red, but what you do is you get, um, dry ice and you put it in and it bubbles the drink and kind of like steams it a bit. So it looks like boiling blood. So, oh, whatever happens, I am making my boiling blood this year. That's what, sure. what do you do? You call it boiling blood? What's yeah. the name of the drink? I, 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 I've just, I think I literally just call it boiling blood, but it's, um, like a little, it's like vodka and a few other like juices and stuff. But the big thing is you put in like pomegranate juice. So it looks really like, blood. Ah. yeah. And then, yeah. Did you, did you make this when you were a, um, bartender? Yeah, actually, it was something every every year we would get, like, a bunch of people coming in and, like, they would always want, like, a cocktail. And I knew of this trick, and this is actually kind of like a cool little party trick, is if you take dry ice, which you got to be careful because you're not, you, you should never, you can never drink dry ice. It's, right, it's right. It's very harmful yeah. for you. But what you can do is, like. Take, it looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool, Yeah. You got to be careful, you know, but you can basically make it so that the dry ice will sort of sit in a drink and cause it to like bubble and foam. Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost kind of makes it look like it's boiling kind of. Uh, it's sort oh. of the effect that it has and it lets off steam. So, Ooh, you know, cool. what a lot of what a lot of places kind of learn to do is if you take that like even just a little bit of dry ice and put it in a drink all of a sudden your drink looks like it's yeah bubbling and boiling and stuff so nice you can kind of do that for a variety of different things you could have it with um i know there's one bar here that makes like a star trek themed drink and they just put it in there and they kind of 
call it like Romulan ale or something like oh, that's that. That's fun. Yeah. But I, I always remember it for, for boiling blood. Yeah. Cause you just kind of make like a very like reddish kind of drink that almost looks like blood. And then you put the dry ice in. So it looks like blood is boiling and yeah, it's pretty cool. So if you're able to do anything for Halloween this year and you want to impress some people, you could, A, you got to find dry ice, which is not always the easiest. And B, a lot of times they have you buy like a big chunk of it, but you can always tr- but try But then, to... then you can have like fog for your Halloween party. Yeah. If you're social distancing, your yeah. social distance party. Yeah. So I, I always think it's kind of cool. Yeah. And if you're hosting a party and you have that, it's one of those things that people just stop and go, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. like people kind of pay attention to that kind of stuff. So Right. Hey, so if anybody makes this drink, take a picture and email it. The yeah. mailbag at Three Angry Nerds. Yeah. And you could do it with could we could we do like maybe a little gallery wall of people's drinks? Sure, that'd be fun. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be boiling blood, but you know, I think that's the easiest. I think what I usually do when I make my the boiling blood is it's usually um, orange juice, pomegranate juice, uh, and then oh some cherry juice, and then some vodka. So, yeah, something something like that. Oh, and then yeah, when you put in in like a little bit of like, um, club soda, or like uh, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of carbonation. So yeah, try it sometime. It's fun, especially like cool. a, you know, during Halloween, it's kind of like a fun little trick. And yeah, people people will undoubtedly you'll be the 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 party maestro if you serve that. Yep. So. You can be like, Kurt taught me everything I know. Yeah. <laughs> Someone would be like, is that actual boiling blood? You'd be like, no. <laughs> There's just some dry You're like, why, well, yes. Yeah. Cool. Say, go go talk to Kurt about it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. We just talked about cocktails for, like, five, ten minutes. So, you know what? You, you hey, just... you know what? Everybody needs a little variety. True. But, it's you know, okay. with, you know, we... We are not here to help you with these major issues. You can actually always reach out to stuff if you do have those or a local mental health professional. So don't feel like, you know, I say this is not a substitute, which is true. It's not. But, you know, stuff's always there if you need some professional help and obviously others in your area. So they can also refer some you to someone in your community, probably. So and a lot of us are doing um telehealth so uh, if you're concerned about seeing somebody in person we don't really want to see people in person either so give us a shout because a lot of us are seeing people on you know via like hipaa compliant apps and nice phone so there you go yep uh we got some great emails this week Um, we did and the first is from hannah hannah says nerds i'm originally from new zealand but am in canada for school I took a job working for a local grocery store. There's a guy that works at the store that's really cute, and I know he likes me too, but we would have to move stores if we date. We've talked about going on dates, but I can't risk going to another store, nor can he. What can we do, Hannah? Hannah, it sounds like there's a lot of risk associated with you two dating. Uh, Right. In a case like this, you know, it's understandable that you may want to date each other, but, you know, if... you're putting your livelihoods at risk and you're perhaps uh, 
going to be creating more issues than fixing, it's maybe good to maybe just curb this for a bit. Uh, maybe one of you can find another job or, you know, maybe you guys can just wait till you're both moved on for this job or something like that. But I would, if you're both relying on this job and it just isn't quite feasible for you to move stores right now or move to a different job, then, I mean, the, unfortunately, the last option left is to basically just not date this person. And it's unfortunate, mm -hmm. but, I mean, you're in the those circumstances and you don't quite want to ruin those for yourself, so... It's best to sort of be responsible and, yeah, just maybe wait on acting on any feelings you have for this person. Um, but, yeah, what do you think, Steph? I think unless one of you is a superior of another, I don't really know how they would find out. I would keep it quiet. But if the two of you are on parallel jobs, why not? I mean, I know that yeah. there can be a store policy of no dating, but I would think that applies more to when it's a subordinate boss thing well they say that like they would have to move stores so some store some like retail locations like a grocery store will sort of not allow dating within two people at the same like location so i'm um, presumably if they were to date they would one of them would have to change locations so that they're both not at the same location I say you guys get a different job if you guys are interested in each other. Yeah. Or go on a date and see if it works. Yeah. Um, but I mean, again, I, who would find out if you guys kept it quiet? Yeah. And if, if you're both at equal jobs. Also, too, I have to so. remember, like, it, it's just a It's probably a like, very likely a minimum wage job. So it's like, uh, you know, is it the end of the world if you have to quit the job or go work somewhere else? Probably not. But, I mean, it, it's still good to have, probably be observant of the rules and whatnot, but it's mm -hmm. uh, it's a tough one because I think sometimes we get attraction for people and we want to do things. And the thing is, too, is, like, you know, what if you quit this job and you, you'll get, like, two dates in and you just can't stand the person, right? So it's, right. it's, a, it's a tough call to make. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would also keep in mind, too, there's other fish in the sea, too. Like, mm -hmm. the, this doesn't have to be your only option. Um, you know, I understand that, you know, he may be cute, but I don't get anything that tells me here. This is the, the everlasting love of my life. This says, this is a hey. guy who's cute, who, you know, gave me the wink once, uh, not quite maybe worth, <laughs> uh, you know, throwing even a minimum wage job away for. So it, it's, yeah, I would, I would say maybe just see what else is out there and you know if you guys really want to make it work yeah like Steph says one you can quit you know it, realistically one you could probably could go to another store I'm sure it's not that hard to maybe go to a different store you say that it's not ideal but I mean well, if you want to date maybe you might have to make that compromise so I mean risking another store is it because you have a visa that you can only work in a certain location or I Man, I don't know how that works between New Zealand and Canada, but um, yeah. but I would think that you would be able to find like what if the store went out of business? I mean, yeah. they would have to what take your visa. So I don't know what in Canada. What is it called a visa or what is it what is yeah. it called? There's a few different like yeah visas that people can get. So there's oh, a few okay. different like ways you can stay in Canada if you're not a permanent resident. Oh, okay. Still, it's it's one of those things. I don't know. It's just. It seems like it's not, I mean, it's, you're not at your dream job, right? So, 
that's the thing. I'm getting the impression both of these things are sort of just temporary, maybe things like temporary job, temporary uh, infatuation with this boy. Like none of it seems permanent. So I'm sort of like, well, one of these can probably, you know, one of these you can probably be a little more, you know, flexible with it. I'm mean, because, right. For maybe the part of me who wants to be a responsible human being, you know, uh, I'm definitely pushing it up there in years. Uh, in my mind, I'm like, be responsible. Would probably say, ditch the guy, keep the job. But, you know. But I, again, you know, you may find that it's just not going to work. Yeah. So. I mean, it'd be silly to change jobs and then go out on a date with him. And there's nothing right, to say, so. like, maybe you guys you know, work and you date other people and then maybe you, you're you both done with the job and then you both move on and you can date then. So there's nothing to say that this is a forever thing. Like, you guys can always circle back around eventually, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember anything. Like, I worked in a grocery store in between, like, college semesters and in high school and stuff. And I, I don't remember them having any policy about you couldn't date people. But... I mean, yeah. then again, that was a while ago, but I don't know, maybe that's changed. Yeah, I remember. Well, I really don't. I was working at, like, a gas station when I was younger, and, like, I definitely dated some co-workers that I probably shouldn't have, but whatever. Like, But it wasn't part of your company policy, was it? I don't think it was. And I think back then, companies just didn't care as much as they do now. Well, yeah, because you're going to meet people at work. I mean, that's the number one way that people meet each other for dating. Yeah. Maybe now it's online, but... Yeah, I do remember too. I dated the boss's niece, and that was not a good a good call. Okay, like, oh. well, that's something going, else. She was like, "Kurt, what are you doing? Date my niece?" And I'm like, "Sorry, sorry." Yeah, that's a, that's um that's bold. <laughs> but uh, yeah, very bold. <laughs> well, it was you know I don't know, I I always think dude like this was probably back in like 2007 or so. Back in the day. Back in the day when you could get away with stuff. I remember, too, we had Christmas parties where people get really drunk. Now, like, most companies I work for are, like, really hesitant about Christmas parties. Right, because then they're liable. Yeah, yeah something yeah. happens. But I remember being yeah. like, I remember just, like, I'm like, I remember people getting, like, way too trashed. Like the infamous parties. Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, Hannah, I think you got some decisions to make. And it really just depends yep. on what you, what you think the priority is. Is the priority the mm -hmm. job or the boy? And I think you know you'll you'll settle on which one is which for you that's the thing it's kind of hard for us to say which one is which you know as a right. 32 year old i can tell you that's probably probably the work that's the bigger thing but yeah and as a 46 year old i would say that life is short true also, i mean I'm, i tend to be a rule follower but also again yeah was i would take a look at the rules and say was this supposed to be for subordinates and bosses i also wonder too if like it's a case where yes the policy's in place but like i wonder if it's like a don't ask don't tell kind of thing right like, just, right, just, right 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 just don't bring it up don't be you know making out in the lunchroom or something like that like just right. you know try to be professional so because then we're gonna hear about it yeah so your boss is gonna write to us and go uh why did you tell her it was okay to do this yeah that, I'm, I'm trying to say i'm not endorsing that you should do this i'm just saying like you know, there's certainly times where, yeah, you know, people people sort of bend the rules, and I'm sure bosses just, 
you know, it's not like they really want to know. They're just like, oh, just don't, don't tell us. We don't right. need to know these things. You don't need to know these things, right? Yeah. Right. All right. Do you want to read Ryan's email? Sure. Ryan says, I, 30 male, have been on dating apps for a while. I met a cute girl and we've settled into primarily a sexual relationship. She usually won't see me after spending time with friends and family. She has a four-year-old son who I haven't met. I feel like I'm being kept at an arm's length away from her life and I don't like it. How do I properly communicate my concerns to her without coming off negatively? Ryan, Ryan, um, what she's doing is actually pretty smart. Uh, if she's got a four-year-old and, and as you say, you're primarily a sexual relationship, she's probably trying to protect her kid from being introduced to someone that might not be long-term. Um, I don't know if maybe you're thinking about taking this into more serious territory, but if it's just a sexual relationship, you probably aren't going to meet her kid. Um, so it, it's kind of like, well, if you want to meet her family, you you need to kick up the relationship a notch. Mm-hmm. So is, is that the issue or is it just the, because uh, again, you know, having a primarily sexual relationship, you're probably not going to meet her kid. Yeah. What do you think? I would say it sounds like you're maybe getting into a case where you're maybe wanting something more out of this relationship mm -hmm. than initially was thought, you know you go into this with a sexual relationship and now you're saying, well, no, I want, I want to meet her family. I want to meet her friends. I want to meet her son. Mm -hmm. Like that to me says you want a relationship. And it right. sounds like maybe this was not what you're both on the same level about. So mm -hmm. I would talk to her first and figure out what exactly both of you are looking for, because I'm getting the impression here that there's just a bit of a disconnect between the two. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that you're going to immediately meet eye to eye, but maybe you could perhaps at least just let her know. And, right. you know, she might just say, sorry, that's not what I'm looking for. No bueno. You know, this ain't going to work. She will somebody say, yeah, let's, we can work towards that. You know, here's what we can do, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think the only thing you can really do, you know, with zero expectations is to just make forth your intentions. Just say, hey, you know mm -hmm. what? I I want to meet your family. I, I want to meet this. This is just a very, you know, simple communication issue, which I think like 90% of your emails could probably just be chalked up to. But I'm just going to say, yeah, just just talk to uh, your your partner and just let them know what you're looking for. And keep in mind, too, that you're changing what this relationship in their eyes is. They may want that. They may not want that. So mm -hmm. you got to be prepared that you may find out that this is not what they're looking for and it might not end up working out. But the least you could do for yourself, at least for some level of closure, is to just ask them, find out, and go mm -hmm. from there. Yeah. I don't think yeah. this is an intentional, though, like being kept at arm's length. I think this is just them thinking this is a sexual relationship and this is what it fits into. I don't mm -hmm. think this is a, oh, I'm trying to keep this person from my family and from my friends. I think this is somebody who's saying, hey, this is a guy that I'm just having sex with. And this is what right. you do with people that you're just almost purely having sex with. So, yeah. Right. I mean, it sounds like she's got good boundaries because yeah. it's a good idea to not introduce someone to your children. I mean, that's what the research says, not just me, but um, that it's a, it's a good idea to wait on introducing your kids to someone unless it's a serious relationship and you see it going somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like she's a good mom. Yep. And you, and her kid is always going to come before you. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Okay. Um, Fiona says, nerds, I have been with my boyfriend for a year. For our anniversary, he got me gifts, and I know he wanted to try anal sex. And that was my gift to him. Unfortunately, I ran into complications. Somehow, he managed to damage some lining up there, and it caused some issues. I had to go to the hospital. We get there, and I'm being treated. My parents came. The doctor clearly knew why this happened, but shielded my parents from the truth. My mom asked why, and the doctor said it could be for a number of reasons. Then my boyfriend says, could it because we tried anal? Now I love my boyfriend. But him <laughs> spelling out to my parents, and out to my parents, is pretty fucking stupid. Sorry, I should have probably censored that, whatever. They're now saying he's irresponsible, and he is not handling the guilt of sharing this well. It's honestly a clusterfuck. What should I do? Wow, Fiona, this just sounds like a pardon the pun, real shitty situation. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to, but, but I will say this. I think you're dealing with two people, two groups of people who clearly need some sort of direction somewhat. I would a tell the parents that yes, you're dating somebody and they're going to have a sexual, you're going to have a sexual life with them. This is just plain Jane facts. Yes. You know, this happened and things happened. doesn't sound like it was results from any or any of this man's fault so you know they right. just have to face facts that you're two people dating and you're gonna be having sex and you gotta talk to the boyfriend about keeping his fucking mouth shut because he's just kind of an idiot right now like i'm sorry but like why would you say that that's really stupid like just just don't i i'm sure he's a really nice guy but we can also recognize when people do really stupid things and this is definitely a very stupid moment and he should not have said that but I think it's time to recognize that mistakes were made, but also at the same time, too, you're two adults. So, yeah. Uh, I, I I think you just kind of have to address both parties and just let them know, like, this is, yes, this is how it is, and mistakes were made, but, you know, whatever, you're doing better now, and I think whatever happened, hopefully you learn from it, and if you want to keep your sex life in that direction, you just obviously know what to avoid and what not to do. What do you think, Steph? Well, I think, Fiona, you have a really good story yes. to tell people. Uh, it could be that he was concerned and he was panicking a little because I mean, he may have felt that he hurt you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I'm not sure what the doctor said for your prognosis before your parents showed up, but he mm-hmm. might have been worried about you know what this meant for you long term. And maybe his parents are more liberal and maybe he's used to talking about sex. So... Uh, and he, he always kind of boneheaded, yeah. Uh, but also, your parents, if they're thinking that you're an innocent flower, <laughs> that's, you know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, that's reality, you know, yeah. is that you're going to have sex, you're going to have anal sex. So it, it's one of those things that your parents shouldn't be that surprised, mm-hmm. right? So if they are, I mean, that's kind of their issue that maybe they don't want you to grow up or whatever, but, or they don't want to view you as a sexual being, but this is normal for you to experiment. So uh, I would say that when your parents are saying that he's not handling the guilt of sharing this well, I don't, uh, what do they want him to do? Mm-hmm. Like, is he not crying all the time and they're upset about that? There's something about that. He's not handling guilt of sharing this well. Does that mean that he isn't sharing responsibility of it? There's something about that that it doesn't fit like he's irresponsible how is he irresponsible because you were both this is consensual i think maybe it's him just blurting it out when he shouldn't have 
Yeah, and you know, what should you do? I, well, your parents should stay in their corner, and you should stay in your corner. And you know, your parents need to reconcile the fact that you're a sexual person, yeah. and that the two of you did this consensually. There's nothing that he did to you. I mean, yeah, you you had complications from this, but you both entered into this responsibly. So, yeah, I'm not sure when they say he's not handling guilt of sharing this well. Is he supposed to feel incredibly guilty? Like, would that give them enough of a payoff? Mm. Uh, you know, there's something about it that just sounds kind of off. Now, I can understand them being a little upset and whatever, because I would see, I could see them being upset because you were injured, but I can't see why you would put the blame on him when it, that doesn't make any sense, unless that's their knee-jerk reaction to do it. So I think yeah. the issue is more that setting good boundaries with your parents and going, you know, you know, my sex life, although this is what happened, you know, I'm being responsible and let's just keep my sex life, you know, to the side. But my guess is your boyfriend probably just freaked out, was worried, didn't really catch on that the doctor was trying to cover it up. I'm not covering it up, but he was trying to kind of dance around it without having to tell them, uh, which is pretty smart of the doctor. Mm -hmm. um, so, but your boyfriend could have honestly been like, well, it could have been anal. So, and again, it could have been his family is that you know, that would not have been an issue if he had said that. So, mm. I don't know. I think the issue is more setting good boundaries with your parents. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I think either way, I mean, this is a le lesson learned for everyone, I think. So, in well, it's a, embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, well, in a weird way, it's like, well, you know, I think the guy hopefully learns to maybe self censor and. The parents now are aware that to you know for whatever reason they didn't realize this before but their daughter is sexually active so you know what for better or for worse like everything's out there now and, and you know it's uh, I mean, this should not be a surprise to them i yeah i think sometimes people live in ignorance and ignorance uh, is bliss or something yeah i mean maybe yeah. they wanted to think that you weren't doing anything but you you have a partner yeah like this is not you, this, you've been with them for a year this wouldn't be too surprising to most people, I think, but for some reason, I get the impression that they, for whatever reason, just maybe want to live in their own little ignorant world. That like, right? I mean, if it was my kid, I would just be worried about you know their health and what it means long term, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. So. It's uh, yeah, awkward, but you know, hopefully you're better off now. So. But hey, you broke the ice talking with your parents about your sex life. True. So there you go. And for better or for worse, you cannot take that back. All right. Maybe the, maybe her parents will forget. Let's hope for that, maybe. I, probably not. Or do you think maybe, like, <laughs> they'll, um, they'll, like... She's they, going to tell you like it is. Yeah, they're not going to forget. Like, it'll be like Christmas, and they'll get the boyfriend a gift, and it'll just be, like, a big box, but inside it'll be a note, and he'll and I'll just be like, remember what you did to our daughter? It'll just be written on a note. Yeah. Now, now that's something to think about, though. Fiona is that if they're going to treat him differently because of this, that's really not appropriate. No, because again, this was something consensual. Maybe you need to tell them, "Hey, this was totally consensual." If that's what they're concerned about, yeah. Uh, but there's something about it that, yeah, maybe this is uncomfortable for them, uncomfortable for you, but it's also reality. Yeah, people have sex. This is true. This is a part of life. Yeah, and sometimes you know things arise from sex. You know, complications, issues. You know, and. Um, Almost like well, a lot of the time it's not obviously intentional, so right. But yeah, okay. 
Uh, do you want to read Brandon's email? Sure. Brandon says, I've been with someone since February of this year, and after a month together, we had the talk of going exclusive. So we deleted our online dating apps. We were doing pretty well until two weeks ago. A friend messaged me. He saw my girlfriend on Bumble, and he matched with her. They even started a conversation. So I got screenshots, sat her down, and showed her. She freaks out, says it's none of my business what she does online, and that I'm not her parent. I tried to reason with her and explain that I'm confused why she would still be online. Finally, I did what I should do, break up with her. Problem solved, right? No. She refused to leave my place, which she moved into once COVID got serious. I'm exhausted and I don't know what I should do. Thoughts, Brandon. Brandon, this is your place. My guess is that your name is on it, on the lease or on the, the deed. Mm -hmm. uh, so my question is, do you want her to leave? I mean, I know that you said that you're getting exhausted and she refused to leave. Probably a simple, it's time that you move out and you know, change the locks or whatever. And then if she comes back on, on the property, she's trespassing. I mean, you do have rights if it's your place. Yeah. So my, my guess is that maybe you're having a hard time letting her leave and you're maybe feeling guilty because of the pandemic. Um, you know, it could be that if you tell her, well, and you may have tried this before and said, well, when you find a good uh, place that's you know, pretty stable, let me know. Um, but you know, she might be biding her time with that. So obviously this is not going to work out long term, and you know that because you already split up. Um, so I'd say you know, look up what your your legal rights are. And again, this is your place with your name on it. So my guess would be if you tell her to leave and she doesn't leave, it's trespassing. You don't say that you live together. You know, like she moved in, but you know, unless she her name is on the lease, I don't get how she can stay there if you tell her she needs to go. How do you refuse to leave somebody else's place? Well, it sounds to me like a bit of gaslighting, at the very least. Well, yeah, I was going to say that, too. Yeah, saying, like, you're being my parent, and, you know, you it's none of your business what, what she does online. Well, you have you agreed to have a committed relationship. You agreed to be exclusive. Yeah. So, but, so, I mean, good call on that, because it sounds like, you know, she didn't fess up to it, and she she kind of blamed you for it so again you know she refused to leave your place well she, again you're the person that's on the lease or the deed how you can't i i don't i don't get how you could not make her leave i mean but the, I, I mean it could depends on your you know legal legalities or whatever you might want to talk to somebody about that but that doesn't I mean, it kind of doesn't make sense brandon because if you want her to leave and she's refused to well it's your place mm. but again is it because you feel guilty or you're thinking that maybe you guys could work this out i mean you're gonna have to land on on one side of the fence or the other um but she cannot force herself to stay in your place now if she signed a lease that's something else and that's something to, you know, that's where you want, might want to consult with an attorney or something. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I think it's simple. Call the cops, tell them you've got somebody on your premises that doesn't belong there. And tell the cops to come there and they'll make sure that she's escorted off the property. And if she likes to give any more fuss, then she's got somebody else to worry about. And it ain't you, it's the police. So mm -hmm. I think that's your very simple solution. Uh, right. You know, I mean, give her, I would give her, you know, like a date, like say by the end of today or by the end of, you know, tomorrow, unless you're going to be out of your apartment. 
then I would be very careful. I wouldn't leave her alone in your place. Well, he says he or she refuses to leave. Like, yeah, I would not leave the place. I would just call the police and tell them somebody, you know, my ex refuses to leave. They will, in most cases, I can't imagine why not, but the police will send an officer to basically escort them off the property. Right, and you want to call the non-emergency number just because there's a lot of people calling 911 because of COVID right now. So make sure you call the non-emergency number. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if they're going to want proof that you've asked her to leave or whatever. I don't know how that works where you live. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you could give her one more shot and then, you know, you say, okay, if you're not out by this date, I'm going to need to call the police. Mm-hmm. Now she may try to gaslight you and say that this isn't my fault and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is, is that the cold hard facts are your friend busted her on a dating app and she didn't own up to it. She blamed it on you. So whatever she says about how this isn't her fault or whatever, obviously you know what happened and you wouldn't have broken up with her unless you had a very valid reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is, I think like you've tried to go the reasonable route of asking her to leave and she hasn't. And you know, this is then when you get the law involved and you know, it's right. Because kinda... when she decided to cheat, she made a choice to not live there anymore. Yeah. Look at it that way. If she's like, oh no, COVID, you can't kick me out. Well, yeah, you can because she decided to cheat. Yeah. And oh, COVID, you can't kick me out, but I'm going to go date people because of COVID and probably get sick and get you sick. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But she broke a lot of agreements in this relationship, right? So, I mean, I, I guess, you know, it, no matter what she argues, this is your place. And like Kurt said, you know, if you have to, you call the police. Yeah. No, they will do it. I mean, obviously it depends on municipalities and all that, but it's a pretty common thing that if you have an ex who will refuse to leave your place, the police will come, especially if your name mm-hmm. is on the lease, which I'm assuming it is. Obviously you might want to check that before you call them, but if she is, or if you uh, are the only person listed on the on the paperwork then yeah right or if your name is on a, on a id or driver's license yep i mean i'm guessing you have some kind of documentation that's your address yeah but it sounds to me like well for you know her moving in you know all this it sounds like she was taking advantage of you i mean i hate to say it but you know people do that so people take advantage of you and then when they you know are done with you in terms of their usage of you, then they move on to someone else. And it's unfortunate, but this is the case. And I think you have to recognize that you were being used in a lot of ways. I mean, this person moved into your place, you know, because they needed a place to stay again, they were using you and, you know, maybe at the time and for a lot of other cases, this would have just been chalked up to, Oh, I'm this person needs help. I'm helping them. But now you start to see these other things like this person's, going on online dating apps and talking to other people while living in your place like it starts to kind of compound and be like this person was just using you and when somebody's using you like that they're clearly taking advantage of you and i think you've got to just assert yourself and uh, take a hold of that because if you don't then it's just going to get worse and worse because this person's obviously controlling and manipulative it's time to take control and um you know take back your uh control the narrative i guess so to speak, you know, like this is, you have to control where things are going. And I think maybe you're a little uncomfortable doing this, but you can't, yeah, kind of have to be like, you, you got to buck up and it, it, it's not going to be easy, but I think you got to 
basically bunker down and tell this person, like, no, time's up, you're out. Like, now's not the time to be nice, now's the time to be firm and assertive, so. It's not gonna be right, easy, and, but. I mean, and, and she refused to leave your place, well, and I also wonder, you know, it may be that you need to one more time say, clearly, um, you can't live here anymore, you need to move somewhere else, ASAP. Uh, yeah. Because sometimes if you don't really want to address with somebody, maybe kind of, you know, hey, have you found another place to live? And you may have said stuff like that instead of you need to move out. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you're very clear and saying you need to move out instead of, hey, have you found another place and that kind of thing. Uh, you need to be very clear. Yeah. But either way, yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. I don't think anyone likes to be in this situation. And it can be really hurtful, too. You might want to also maybe go get some counseling, too, because when somebody uses you like this, it's a big betrayal of trust. So if you find that you're having issues maybe getting over that, you might want to see someone for, about that. And I say even have a friend over when you tell her to move out so yeah. you have a witness because you want to make sure that she's not going to go, you know, when the cops show up, that she's not going to say something that didn't happen. Um, because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, she already has an issue with telling the truth. Um, and mm -hmm. acting with integrity. So I would make sure that you have a witness. Yeah. And have that person stay with you until she leaves. Yeah. And that person can verify, yes, this is his place. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that's it for this week. Great okay. emails. Oh, yeah, these are good. They're almost always pretty good, but... They are. In particular, I felt like this one was uh, particularly good. Mm -hmm. um, cool. I would agree with that. Uh, okay. Well, StephanieSarkis.com is the website. And Talk gaslighting. Hey, Brandon, you might want to check out the gaslighting book. There's a whole chapter in there about when these types of relationships don't work out. Yeah. Um, Talking Brains, the podcast. And you have your empire. Yep. ThreeAngryNerds.com. Uh, got some interviews with celebrities up there. We've got movie news and reviews. We talk about Chadwick Boseman passing away, which is very tragic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's amazing that he did, what, five movies while undergoing chemo and yeah. still did a lot of philanthropic work mm -hmm. while he was sick. Yeah. I mean, that's It's really amazing. And he sounds like he was just a joyful lovely person yeah so yeah check that out um yeah and uh we'll see you all next time uh bye for now bye everybody